This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Hello and welcome back to That's Food by CJSR. A podcast made with love telling the backstory to food one meal at a time. I'm your host, Marae Choquette. Okay, okay, okay. How are you feeling? Ready? Ready. It's born ready. Welcome back to this episode of That's Food. So today we're chatting with Wasim Dowd from Plated Art, who has gone from the daily grind of corporate life to taking life into his own hands and now is doing it all. From running triathlons to developing his own skills in the kitchen to launching his own business called Plated Art that helps other home chefs find their inner creative genius when it comes to the kitchen. I would also argue he isn't just a home cook. He is actually the definition of a home chef. Welcome to the show, Wasim. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That's a great introduction. Appreciate it. Now, did I get all of that right? You did. You did. As you know, this is a show all about food. So uh, we like to start every interview from the beginning. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, what did I have for breakfast today? I had, I usually keep it a little light. I had uh, um, coconut yogurt, um, pineapple and uh, um, kale juice, um, a banana with a side of coffee. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Kale juice? Tell me more. Like straight up, just kale juice? Correct. What is that even like bitter? What does it even taste like? <laughs> it's a little bit, it's yeah, it's, it has a little bit of a tangy, um, tangy to it, uh, tangy taste to it. Um, but uh, it's very, very uh, easy to actually drink as well. I mix it with ginger too. So it's, uh, it's very healthy. Dang, you're taking health to a new level <laughs> in 2022. I try, I try. It's time for the snack bag. Oh my gosh, this is such a good little snack. Okay, plated food. This has a very long history, but it wasn't until 1960 that vegetables and starches started to be served on the same plate as the main course. And this whole trend was kicked off by labor costs at the 1956 Olympics that the meal had to be tweaked to remain on budget. Super wild. And then later in the 60s came the birth of modern cuisine and young chefs started coming onto the scene and expressing themselves creatively with taking new liberties on recipes and plating styles. And then in the 70s, it was really cool. They described it basically as chefs going rogue when they would put sauces under the meats. So it's got such a fascinating history. And now, fast forward to today, um, you have home chefs alike plating food, even down to to-go food that is brought in is now plated. Oh, for the gram, yo. Anyways, a little snack fact for you in the history of plating food. 
So I'm so excited um, to chat with you today. Obviously, you know, your life has kind of, as I follow you on Instagram, your life has went through a lot of changes in the last, you know, let's say five years. What was really the catalyst that started that domino effect for you? I think just uh, just just realizing that there is a lot more out there, to be honest, um, uh, just looking at different things. Um, just realizing your potential as well. I, uh, I think five years ago as well too, I started, uh, uh, I did my MBA. And if there is anything probably that would be, that would have been probably a turning point for me to kind of explore what all the potentials, what are different things to kind of try, right? And I took advantage really of the travel that I do through work to explore the world. Um, I took, a, um, basically, I was already working out um, in, in, in general, but there's no specific purpose. And, uh, and that's, uh, and then I uh, start to kind of focus on one sport. And that's where the triathlon came prominent. And uh, I was naturally adept at it. Yeah, you've definitely inspired me in those two categories, fitness and food, for sure, watching kind of the evolution of just the increasing intensity in both of those, those categories. So you before, obviously, you've lived in Edmonton for many, many, many years. Um, during this pandemic, you kind of uh, moved to Houston now. But I want to go back to Edmonton for a second. So was there anything in Edmonton or what was that story for you that impacted your love for food and the evolution of exploring uh, culinary and food? The Edmonton cuisine actually is, is quite... Um first and um, actually authentic like I've been traveling around the world right so I you know hopefully I uh, <laughs> have a, a you know like a, I remember the good you know the good tastes of, of, of how how authentic as well food would, would taste like so when I really come back come home right and uh, and and go out you know the different uh, different places within Edmonton right it's uh, the the taste is quite quite similar maybe maybe a little toned down but it's still really you know very 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 close to the uh, uh to the authentic taste of 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 uh of the actual actual food in in, in its origin country what excites you the most about food the taste but also really the experience around it too right so it's not just the actual one sense it's also elevating all the other senses so it's a think that's something that I really, really enjoy. So it makes the food a little bit more memorable. It brings emotion into the picture. Um, the lighting, it just, it just everything really counts into, into that. I 100% agree with you. As you kind of know, I've, uh, I've spent the last four years, I would say, learning how to cook, being more efficient in the kitchen. And through this process, what I realized is as an as a head chef, as a head chef in my home kitchen, I like everything I cook always almost tastes good. <laughs> I always miss something or there's a misstep. And what I'm finding is I am a killer sous chef. Like I love creating the experience around food. And I think that what that comes back to is my my kind of history and experiential marketing in my career. And I love bringing that into the kitchen and creating this whole connection piece for friends and family 
um, to connect around food. And I love that aspect. I also love chopping and cleaning, but it, when it comes to making the decisions as a head chef, like get me out of here. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more, right? It's, it's all about that connecting and, and the experience. And obviously the, the eating, the eating part is like, <laughs> hello. Right. Yes. what we're all in there for. So however I can get to that faster, aka hiring someone who knows what they're doing, that's great. <laughs> good to go. Exactly. Explain to me, have you always been into food um, or how did this love affair with food and the kind of, you know, I've watched your Instagram, you, the plates you're making look like they're coming out of a Michelin star restaurant how did that evolve from maybe five years ago just you know cooking meat and potatoes in Edmonton to now this beautiful and you call it you you know your business is named plated art that's exactly what it is guide us on this evolution of how that happened I've always had uh, the the affinity for for good food and experience right in general right Um, and like you said right it was mostly meat and potatoes, normal, normal food, you know, when I was used, used to cook in Edmonton, but I've always had an eye for a good, like when I look back into the pictures and stuff like that, I always had an eye in terms of what something looks good, what's, you know, what should a meal look like, or what should be, what should we pair something with what, you know, like, and what pairs well with what, right, so um, and then, and then uh, I, when I moved here to Houston, right, um, uh, I wanted to kind of get more into the cooking side. I wanted to kind of just explore more. So I basically tried some of those um, services like Hello, Hello, uh, Hello Fresh, things like that, right? To kind of Blue Apron. That was the second one that I tried just to kind of try, you know, try, try, continue just changing it up in terms of uh, beyond just meat and potato, you know, meat and potato to kind of just try new things. And I found myself really... Um, just every time I try to uh, do some of those recipes um, is, is, is uh, my confidence grew overall in terms of following the recipes and finding out a lot more. And I start looking into the catalog and, and in the pictures of, of what they send you for the recipes. And I say, is like, I'm going to replicate it exactly how it looks on the picture. And then from there, honestly, you know, I thought start to, start to look and say, is like, I can make it even prettier. I can even do something else, you know, or assemble it in a different way, you know, to kind of just make it happen. And I, and I think I draw a lot, you know, like when I even start to kind of just do it, you know, like some soul searching of how do I really, really get to what uh, the dish that I make, the dishes that I make today, how do I actually get there? And I realized that I actually draw a lot on uh, my engineering mind, if you will, of reverse engineering um, a specific meal of how I want it to look like and what should the pieces look like, what sort of consistency, what sort of things they actually want to assemble. And I have a, and I have a little bit of, a little bit of a plan to basically just plan out a meal. Um, it's almost uh, also think as well. I draw it on, on one, uh, on the, on the triathlon as well, or the sports where um, the, uh, the grit or the, uh, the, the tenacity, for example, to finish the, 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 race, right. So I also continue to have a plan or even imagine, you know, in my mind, how I watch, how, how, how I actually want the plate to look like, right. So as if like, I'm actually imagining myself, how I'm going to be able to doing it or how an athlete going down a luge, uh, slide they're imagining every single turn left or right to kind of just go through at an optimal um, speed through 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 the the, uh, the track right so for me I'm just also imagining 
how I want it to look like, what sort of angle I want to uh, I wanted to have here. So I have a plan from overall perspective, and then that's how the dishes came out. And there's a little bit of a secret there too, um, is that uh, what I realized as well that uh, I need to eat just a little bit before I start cooking because. <laughs> Because if I was a little hungry, I will try to make shortcuts and not actually uh, <laughs> end up with the plan that I that I had from the start. Right? That is, I love that you called that out because that is actually the story of my life. By the time dinner's ready, there's like no dinner left because I've eaten it as I've been preparing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but the way, the way you describe your process is so interesting. So one of my siblings is an engineer and as I'm, as you're talking, I'm nodding and being like, yes, yes, I've, I've, I can relate through having a sibling as an engineer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. systematic, so methodical where, you know, I'm, I'm very much the opposite, which is probably why my food never turns out. (laughs) Oh, come on. I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's, you're just being humble. It's, uh, I mean, when I see it on Instagram as well and throw the pictures, it looks amazing. Right. And the assembly and the process, it's, it's just, you make it really fun too. Like I've, I've, I've watched you very closely, right? Like it's, it, it's very fun. It's very interactive, you know, like it's, uh, so. What's him? You know, that's because there's more antics in the kitchen than cooking being done. <laughs> I kid you not I uh I tried to prepare you know I tried to impress my date actually uh recently and I tried to prepare uh pesto yeah and it honestly turned out like I usually I'm not like I'll eat I love food I'll eat it even if it's a little you know weird or off I could not even eat this pesto and it tasted like green tea I don't even know what happened but later discussing this with one of my chef friends um they were like oh you probably put it in the blender and what happens with basil and olive oil it becomes really 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 bitter when you blitz it for too long yeah yes 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 and that's what happened. And my poor date ended up eating it. Like, oh, bless his heart. Like, yeah. if that's not a keeper, I don't know what I was is. Just going to say, he's a keeper. He's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> so that was my most recent epic fail uh, in the kitchen. Well, we it's what they call it, right? It's uh, um, it's not losing. Um, it's not winning or losing. It's winning or learning. You've recently launched a business called mm-hmm. Plated Art, which provides home chefs with training to create artistic dinners. Correct. Tell us more about this. Is it digital? Is it in person? Tell me everything someone gets to learn when they sign up. It's really both. It's, it's, it's in person and, and digital. So what, what in essence I'm really trying to do is, uh, is to basically teach folks um, um, and home chefs um, as well the process exactly how the process I described it earlier right so rather than just uh, um, having them reinvent the wheels I can just give them small tips and tricks if, if you will on how to recreate some of the dishes that I've actually made and uh, it, it could be through a sub basically a recipe subscription so folks can some you know subscribe to a one recipe per month two or three um, so it depends on, on the different levels um, or they can even have 
um, uh, an in-class basically, so face-to-face -face, um, uh, workshop or remote workshop, customized sessions. So there, it's it, it kind of caters towards basically uh, teaching folks how to uh, cook in the kitchen. So it really gives folks kind of a, a shortcut very quickly in terms of how to replicate some of my meals and within a but some of the meals that you may like is like, oh, it looks maybe it may take you, you know, two to three hours kind of re re recreate. I've cut it down, you know, to less than an hour almost, right? Like 45 to an hour to be able to replicate a specific meal, right? So that, that, that really, uh, really helps. And when you search sometimes for to recreate something, right, on, online, I couldn't really find something that gives you exactly step-by-step step or in a, just like how a project you need to sequence things in, a, in, a, in the right order. So you have the stuff also hot on the plate by the time it's uh, the meal is ready. I've also taken care of that one to, to enable it to uh, uh, be a successful meal at the end of the day. So that's what plated art is. I love that. That's so exciting. And I think you nailed it. It's those little tips and tricks that are sometimes really hard to uncover that literally can change the whole meal and, mm. and the outcome of it. And especially when you talk about timing, I am a big fan of timing. And that's why a lot of the time my kitchen blows up because I'm so focused on the timing and making sure everything comes out hot that you can't really be cleaning when you're the head chef and the sous chef. <laughs> Exactly. Just go, 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 <laughs> go, go, go. Um, so that's super exciting. So for the, for the digital, anybody can obviously sign up. Where can people find you and how do they sign up? Yeah. So they can go to artonplate.com. Um, that's the website that I've launched where it has the, uh, um, the three type of courses. Uh, there's one-on-one -on -one sessions and there is um, a group session. And there is um, a customized session. So uh, go to artonplate.com and you will find it. Or you can go to plated.art on Instagram and then you'll be able to see all the pictures and then all the information as well there uh, to help you. Amazing. Okay. And now for our last and my favorite question, Wasim, what is, if you had to choose, what is your favorite number one top restaurant in Edmonton. Oh. Oh, don't do this to me. Oh. <laughs> um I know. It's tough, but you got to choose. Yeah, you know, a, a woodwork. The woodwork. Oh. Um that's a that's a really good their crudo is so good. And the second place, if I may. <laughs> of course. Um it's called Otto. O T T O. I think it's a very small on the wall place, but they have the most delicious Bavarian sausages there. That is phenomenal. Well, there you have it, folks. If you haven't checked out Woodworks, amazing cocktails. And Otto for Bavarian sausages. Well, look, it's been amazing chatting. I can't wait to keep watching your channel and see what's coming out of there. Thank you for joining us. And I can't wait to catch up again soon. Thanks. And that's it for this episode of That's Food. Today's episode was produced by me, Marae Choquette. You can find me on Instagram at Tomato Wheels. Our music is by Doug Hoyer. You can find all of our episodes on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And on our website, that'sfood.transitor.fm. You can contact us at that'sfood at cjsr.com. We are That's Food 
CJSR on Facebook and Instagram. That's Food is Produced at CJSR in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. But is it food? That's food!